When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to Live from Spring Training presented by Design Air Heating and Cooling. I am Tim McKernan alongside, what a special guest, Mike Claiborne sitting here at the home office. I love your compound here. This is really cool. I'm going to get one of these for Christmas. <laughs> All you need is a table yeah. and call John Marisek with fast signs. And then you know, what a nice studio. job, John Marisek. He did a very nice yeah, job really on this, didn't he? Uh, he's done a really nice job. Uh, but it's good to be here. I'm, I'm happy and, and very appreciative that you asked. Oh, yeah. Well, we just got done talking for a new record on the uh, podcast. And we probably could have gone about three or four hours. We went an hour we'll and 40 minutes. We'll pick it up minutes. on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're about to go do that after we're done with this. So some good stuff there. We didn't even get into any Cardinals, Blues, Missouri topics. You, of course, are on that Cardinal broadcast team. Uh, the fan base, when we're talking about it on the show. Are getting a little hostile? Yes, indeed. Well, what do you sense? You know what? I, I understand their, their, their angst. Uh, I, I think one of the things, and I was asked this question earlier today about the ball club. I think it's going to take a while for us to figure out what we have, which means uh, – Flag Day will have an even greater importance. You've always you've always yeah. circled Flag Day, yeah. but this year you're putting it's even greater because everybody thinks, well, we got what are we going to do about the Cubs? What are we going to do about Milwaukee? You know, they finished in front of you too, mm-hmm. and that wasn't a fluke. Uh, they're one Chris Archer away from winning the division, and they got everything they need. They got offense, they got defense, they got pitching, they got a closer. Uh, I think they are more potent than the Cubs are, to be yeah. honest with you. But with with that all said, the Cardinals still have a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, I think the offense still has some questions. I mean, you've got guys playing positions, but are they going to be effective? I have no idea what this bench is going to look like. Right. right now, they don't have one. Right. The pitching, you know, if you're going to have a fifth starter, don't have a fifth starter because he's a fifth starter. Have a fifth starter that gives you a chance. Um, you got Michael Walker, who's got a pitch beyond two rounds. He's got a pitch into the seventh inning. You don't know about Carlos. I mean, you know Carlos has got as good stuff as anybody, but you got to see it a little bit more consistently. Uh, Luke Weaver, I think, is a guy that's probably ready to make this step forward. Miles mm-hmm. Michaelis, I think, is a real question mark for this reason. This is a guy who came over from Japan, who had good control through strikes, down his own. Well, now with the launch angle and everything, and now teams are trying to go with more four seamers going up in the zone, how does he make that adjustment and also mix in his breaking ball? Mm-hmm. So, and that's a work in progress because I know he's been hit hard early. I still think that we've got to wait and see 
how this thing unfolds, and it's going to take more than the next couple of weeks. I want to get your perspective on Michaelis and, and kind of a macro discussion on Michaelis. I think it represents part of the fan base's frustration. We welcome you to, uh, whether it be on Facebook Live or whether it be on Twitter, join in and ask whatever questions you have. I don't want to sense I have you here, and I know you love your, uh, your Blues and Missouri oh. Tigers. I know it's rough on, on one of those. We're potentially bullish on the other. We're going to talk about it all here. But questions people have, fire away in the Facebook Live and or on Twitter on Periscope. It's presented by Designer Heating and Cooling, the number one trained dealer in the Midwest. If and when the time comes, you need your air conditioning taken care of. Make sure that you go to designairservice.com and uh, do business with Designer Heating and Cooling. They will take care of you just like they've taken care of us for years. It's Designer Heating and Cooling, the sponsor and uh, hence, right hence, here, hence, right here. Yeah. designer, look at the logo yeah. right there, designer, heating and cooling. Is there anything more valuable when you own a home than a good heating and cooling person? When we got down here, now I know people can't see because they can see the set. Our well, it's such a vast area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's immense. Yeah. When you grow up in South City, you're just handed mansions in Florida. But yes, our air conditioning worked for five days. And apparently down here, it's notorious. The HVAC guys are a little rough. That's what I've heard tell. So I don't know if you've dealt yeah, with this. No, your, no, I don't know. <laughs> you have somebody else tend to that? I was tending to The reason why, the here's why I think Miles Michaelis is getting so much attention. Because for a big part of the fan base, they feel like, what's going on with the decisions this offseason? There's frustration with what didn't necessarily happen. John Mazalak has been out front and saying, well, haven't you seen what we've done over the last decade or so? Give us the benefit of the doubt with our track record. Miles Michaelis is kind of one of the signature Mozilla guys, and now your two starts in. Granted, it's two spring training starts in. You're going, oh, my God, could this be a debacle? And you still have Lancel and Jake Arrieta out there. So it fits all of these pieces yeah. that lead to second-guessing. And from my standpoint, understandable fan angst. That's what I think Miles Michaelis represents. I think because we're not familiar with Michaelis is one of the reasons why there's greater angst. Uh, I think when you look at uh, – Lance Lynn, I think he's an interesting guy that the Cardinals have no interest in. Yeah. Do you have any theory as to what that's about? I think think it has, they've seen enough and they think it won't get better than what they feel like they already have. Yeah. I think with Arietta, I I always think that people are enamored with what Arietta did two years ago or three years ago. But his velocity has gone down. He was a good second half pitcher. But if you're going to spend that kind of money, you need a little bit more. And and I just don't – I think we live on reputation more. And I think baseball is trying to get away from that mm-hmm. uh, and paying for paying these guys for what he used to do. Now, if you're a young guy and you you did it two years in a row or whatever, okay, now you want to make an investment mm-hmm. in the future. But when you get into your 30s, the question is, is, is he really going to be that much better? And the answer is normally no. But – because these are the guys we see and we've read about them. And, boy, he really killed us one time. And we think he can help us. And I don't know if that's always true. Right. Do you think that the Cardinals will make a move between now and opening day? Or I you think, think this is kind of what it is? I think they're gonna. it's going to be kind of what it is unless they come to the conclusion that they need help. Now, if they do that, the question is, what's the price? What are you willing to part with? Um and what other people do you move around so this person has a spot? Right. You know, I think the, the rotation is the issue here. Now, let's look at Carlos. He's in. Waka is in. Weaver is an X factor because, and, and Michael's. Michael's is going to be in because you're paying. 
Right. So what happens? What happens with Adam Wainwright? If Adam Wainwright shows you enough where he's barely a fifth starter, what do you do? What do they do in that spot? That's my point. I mean, what do you so really do there? You're going to have to have a tough conversation with somebody. Now, I think we all believe Adam can be an improvement as we get through the spring. Mm-hmm. But I'm a realist in saying, what if? What if he has a flat tire and he just can't find it? It's 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 a tough question to deal with. So if you have those issues and you need to go out and get somebody, then who sits? You don't want to send Weaver out again when he's already establishing himself. Jack Flaherty might have something to say for this also. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that they're a real tough spot because there's a good situation or a good person that's not going to have a spot. That's or maybe somebody gets DL out of the spring and you bring them back later after he gets himself in a better refined situation. Yeah, that's uh, where people start wondering about what could happen with Alex Reyes and would somebody be a placeholder for him. What do you, I mean, I know Mike Matheny and Mike Maddox both said, I don't even look at it right now because no, we can't. No, Reyes isn't going to be here until May. Yeah, man. And, and everybody's content with that. But my question is, when he gets here, what's he going to do? Yeah. Is he going to start? Is he going to bullpen? You know, there's a lot of things that are still out there. And I, I think also... When you talk about the bullpen, I think whoever has the options is in trouble. If you got options, then you might get sent out. Right. Uh, so we know Lions doesn't have options. We know Tui Valala doesn't have options. You might DL a guy with a phantom injury, uh, but then there's somebody that's going to be sent out because he still has options. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals have been able to utilize that quite effectively over the years. Has there been a player that stands out to you that you weren't really thinking was going to be in the mix? Yeah. But now, Jairo Munoz. That's who it was going to be. Yeah. So I figured it was going to be. If he was left-handed, he'd be, he might even start. Wow. It's been that good. He can rake. Yeah. He, he's hit some balls. He's hit a couple of breaking balls. And that's the one thing you always look for. Yeah, can he hit a breaking ball? Because they can all hit a fastball. This kid shows me something. He's not a bad player. Yeah. And he can play. Well, let's put it this way. They say he can play multiple positions. I'm not sure if I'm plugging him in in right field with, with you know, when you run second base in ninth inning. But if he's all I got, I'll try it. Yeah. But he seems like a pretty good athlete. What is the, the mindset you think around this team? I mean, you have been around them for a while, and this is the first time I feel like we're going into a year. And I really, I mean, for real, in the 2000s, where I'm like, man, if things don't go right, there could be job change. I mean, Bill DeWitt's kind yeah. of operated this no, franchise similar to like the Rooney's. They fair, don't like turnover. That's a fair statement. Um, because if it becomes bad for business, you have to make an adjustment. If you want to get the attention of the players, then you have to make an adjustment. Now, the question is, are these players worthy of making an adjustment for it? Like the Blues. Mikey O, is maybe he has a safe job. Those The players are the problem there. The Cardinals, I'm of the concern, do you have enough winning players? Okay, we know Wayno, we know uh, uh, Yachty has been there. Okay, we take him off the table. Who else is a winning player? Mm-hmm. Who else has been part of that? Is it Tommy Pham? Well, Tommy Pham's been around a long time, but he plays like a winning player. Okay? I mean, he's probably the most prepared player day in, day out that they have. If there's somebody who's putting in more work than him, I'd like to read him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know, he's, he's such a pro, man, because he takes his job dead serious. 
none of this grab ass or any of the foolishness. He is here to play and win. And I think it's a good example of set for young guys. I just don't know if some people can digest it because it's Tommy Fan. He's become a fan favorite. Fan has become a fan he hustles. favorite. He hustles. He wears a uniform proudly. He's not a hey look at me guy, any of that. Uh, he's a professional off the field. So, I mean, I don't know why a person wouldn't get behind it. And that's why, so you had the, the kind of contrast yesterday when the Cardinals signed DeYoung to the six-year deal. Mm-hmm. And then Pham's going, yeah, we talked about doing a multi-year deal, two-year deal, but what was put on the table just wasn't even worth our, right. worth our time. What's your perspective on that? It was awkward timing because here you are, you reward a guy in, in Paul DeYoung, who I certainly think is entitled to it. In fact, he's done a nice job. But I think on the other side, here's a guy in Pham that's proven that he's as capable as anyone himself. You want to reward DeYoung and Pham you give a contract or offer one that most people would not accept. So it's one of those situations where the age factor comes into play and the position and things of that nature. Tommy Pham's betting on himself. You show me, you give me more of Tommy Pham's who feel like, I, I want to be better. I just don't want to take your money because I'm due. You, I'm going to take your money because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. I like that approach. Yeah. I think more athletes, I would like to see more athletes take that approach. But, you know, it's business, and I understand that, and I, and I would assume he does too. Yeah. The, uh, the Cardinal fans have questions. We want to go into the chat. Let's go to the polls and see what's on your mind. Uh, see, it started right away. Look at it. You can see, see it for yourself. <laughs> we just talked about it on the podcast, and I look right in there. Two-pound carrot cake. You'll have to wait for the podcast yes. to hear the discussion on what's our yes. deep seat. Claims are the best in the business. Two Get that man. Two and cake. I don't even like two-pound <laughs> cake. Apple pie, it's a wrap. Uh, tougher to keep in line as a co-host, Jay Randolph Jr. or Brian McKenna? Kevin oh, Miller contributing uh, to the chat. Well, I enjoy working with both did you, of them. Did you do shows with both of them? I did more with Jay yeah. than I did Brian, but Brian was part of the early stages of all sports all right. radio. So uh, I'm sure we crossed paths and did some shows and stuff, but Jay, Jay uh, he's one of the gold standards as far as being not only good on the air but a friend. Yeah. So uh, I enjoy both of them. Uh, Jay and I have so many stories. <laughs> but we didn't even get to that part. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, That's what I said. Podcast. I went to the Dominican Republic together. I don't think that country's ever recovered. Right? <laughs> oh, uh, sup, Clay. Sup, man, child. That comes from Tim Bishop. Uh, he's in there. Uh, Clay, uh, who earns that fifth starting spot? I think they're going to have to have a playoff, more or less, or pitch-off. Um, obviously, you would hope Adam Wainwright's the guy. You don't want his career to end. Yeah, how awkward would that be? I can give you 19 and a half million reasons why I don't give him every opportunity. But Adam's a proud man, too. He wants to earn it. I think it's just going to – and see, here's the thing. With a fifth starter in in April, I don't know if you really need one. Uh, So I just think this thing is going to carry out for a while. I don't think when we leave Jupiter, this this team is going to be set. We know this. Is it fair to say this? We know we have to operate off the premise from the logic of looking at a roster. Carlos Martinez, Michael Walker, Luke Weaver. Yes. That, that's, that's fair. I think that's safe. Question marks next to... And Miles Michaelis. 
unless he comes up with an injury where he's be They're out. still going to put him in the rotation, and even if, to, if yeah. you know, they would move Well, there's the two reasons point. why. One, you don't have anything in your organization that's been on fire yet that says, all right, Mike was, uh, you can't have him pitch. Yeah. And, and two, um, I think you have to give Mike was more time because of the transition. So I'm, I'm not overly concerned okay. about it. I think one of the issues you have to come in the realization with is it's important for them to get off to a good start because you're chasing two teams. But I don't think you can push the panic button this early um, because this is kind of a stretch because this roster is not going to be the same in July or September as it is now. So you got this is going to be more of a work in progress than what we've dealt with in the past. Do you think the Cardinals are going to sign anybody else, such as a pitcher, closer, or a hitter that comes from Steve Cummings? I think if they come down to the last week or so and they feel like they're not seeing what they need to, or somebody becomes available, let's say if you have a team that's in spring training and they feel like this team isn't going to be good enough, we might have a fire sale now, then they're going to give the Cardinals a call and maybe you do something. Um, you have to remember, there's a ton of free agents still out there. They have a this camp going on in Bradenton. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody who was working at camp last week and said, yeah, there's some guys playing well down there. I said, yeah, well, who are they playing? They're playing other guys yeah. that don't have jobs. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's such an odd year with regard to talent acquisition and really talent assessment that I think teams are going to have to really be patient, and I think fans are going to have to really patient because this thing's going to change two or three times before we get to August for sure. Uh, how much money does Claves make in golf today? That comes from Tyson. Good Bell. question. Yeah, what's, I mean, what's the wager? Uh, I've I, never, pl- I don't believe we've ever we've played. We've never played. I've had a hand injury since October, so this is the first time I'm playing since, gosh, September, so I'm not, I don't really normally bet a lot. Because, you know, I'm just not a bet. I'm not a wager on things like this. But uh, I'm just going to go out and have fun. There's times I go out and play with guys on YouTube score. Yeah, I right. don't know, just show up just play, man. That's what I should have done yesterday. Yeah. Well, some, you know, see, some people get, they take golf too serious sometimes. And we all want to play well, but we're never going to be that good where we feel like, okay. Now it's know, time I'm for, be, yeah, I'm going to go on the web guy. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go on the Steak and Shake Tour. Are they sponsorship? I don't believe so. They don't mind me having that Steak and Shake in a while. You have it? They got one here? Oh, yeah. Where? Dude, it's down in the... I got to go. It's right off of Linton on 95. You go down to Linton, it's down there near uh, Delray Beach. Oh, you get so pass racials. Yes, pass racials. They have a nice steak burger <laughs> over there, too. Uh, but you go down to 95, and you get off in Linton, and you go east, and it's right to the right. i got to tell you something. I might have to do that. Oh, I really might have to do this now. Oh, God, yeah. On the way back. Uh, let's see what we got going on here. Hey, I, I want to make sure I asked about it, because I haven't done it before we get to all the Cardinal questions. I said the St. Louis Blues, and you went like this. I've never been more disappointed and a group of players that I have this one. Wow. Um, and you don't just throw around the hyperbolic no, sports talk no, radio statements. Know, this is this there's this some, team got out to a really good start. A surprisingly and really good start. And I caution I remember Frank talking about Petrangelo being a Norris Trophy candidate. Well, I think we can piss all over that. <laughs> uh, but that's not solely his fault. 
there have been a lot of guys who haven't played well. And I always thought from the beginning of the season they never had enough scoring. And I think that's come to root. The Jake Allen experiment has Allen experiment has been a disaster. Uh, and I don't know why you felt you had to extend him when he's done this every year. He's been with the Blues. Mm-hmm. He has that bump in the road or yips or whatever you want to call it. I think his mechanics are flawed. I've never been a goalie coach. In fact, I think I shared this with you a few weeks ago. But I think that he, when he's when he's not mechanical, he's a disaster. But you have so many guys who haven't done their job. You look at Bergman and Tarasenko and Steen. I mean, you know, and the the, the issue. Well, wait until uh, Jaden Schwartz come back. Well, hey, Jaden Schwartz is a hell of a good hockey player. But Jaden Schwartz isn't Gretzky, Curry, and Messier. He's mm-hmm. one guy. So I just think that the players have disappointed us more than anyone else. Now, who do you blame? We all want to blame somebody. Well, apparently there's no leadership. Apparently there's two clicks within the dressing room. And you hate to pin leadership on people or question their heart. But this is a poorly constructed team that even disappoints Doug Armstrong. And I don't fault Doug Armstrong because I think on paper you see that this is a this is a reasonably competitive team, but it's not. They have no toughness. And that's not just solely fighting. Ryan Reeves was a serviceable player. Mm-hmm that made everybody else honest. Now, people say, well, there's no room for that in the game anymore. Really? Okay. Uh, I think there's a place for it if you can play. Chris Thorburn can't play. You know, he got to fight the other day on Saturday, and all he does is wrestle people. I've never seen him feed it to anybody, all right? But they don't have any team toughness. They don't have an odd. Brosniak hasn't played that role like he used to. There's no Ryan Reeves. That's the bottom end. The top end, your best players aren't playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys are crying because Staz and Elel, I can't believe we let him. Well, if you'd have played better, he'd still be here. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a problem with the whining that exists with this hockey club because they're treated like royalty here. I mean, these guys always get the benefit of the doubt. And I think it's time to say, okay, enough. You guys aren't doing what you need to do. What guy in that room is happy with his performance? Mm-hmm. If they took a poll, if you went around that room and you said, are you happy with how you're playing this year? And if he says no, get rid of his ass. Because nobody has played that well. And if they don't play that well, then the question is, why aren't you playing that well? Are you distracted? Are you a fat cat? Is it a bad cat? There's a number of reasons. But I, I just... I just think that I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed in this team. There's some years when you think, well, you know, we're a little short. This is a year I thought they could make it interesting, but I just think I never thought they had enough scoring. And with all these young players, Tage Thompson and all the kids in the minors, you want to bring them up to teach them how to lose? Because if you do bring them up now, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Because you have no one that shows them what tradition and what the cost to win is in the National Hockey League. They don't have it, and until they do, lead those kids in the minors, go out and find some character guys who can play. What do you think they will do, assuming that the season doesn't end with the Blues in the postseason? Clean it out. Blow it up. Time blow it up. Yeah, blow it up. Because here's a common denominator. All the guys that are here, you have some guys that have been here for three coaches. And the common denominator is now the player. 
Start the coaching in You can't hit Scott's going to the Hall of Fame. Mike Yo's getting a second chance, and most second-time coaches are better. Everybody thought Mike Yo was the second coming. Scotty Bowman at the beginning of the year. He didn't get stupid overnight. So I, I think i got to blow up the team. And that doesn't mean we're going to rebuild. We're going to bring in a little bit different type player, a player with a little bit more of an edge. We're going to continue to skate. We're going to look to score goals. Uh, and we're going to probably be more aggressive. You know, the other thing about this team, you know, fans climbed all over Bowmeister. Now we know he's been hurt. Uh, he just has been – but the Blues have had a tradition. They find one guy, their fans will climb. They will bury this guy. If the guy came up with a cure for cancer, you know what they say? Where was he last week? <laughs> you know, so it, it's an unfortunate time in Blues lore. But here we go, another year, 50-plus years, and we'll watch somebody else watch the cup. Unfortunately, it looks like that's the way things are. Totally different story, at least as far as momentum as of this moment with Missouri basketball. Not only do you have mm. them moving in the right direction, likely in the NCAA tournament no matter what, uh, but possibly seeing Michael Porter Jr. So a couple of questions regarding Missouri. First off, do you think we will see Porter play in St. Louis? I don't really care. Don't care? No. It's unfortunate that this has unfolded, but Michael Porter Jr. is not the future of the Missouri program. Um, you know, I, I hate to see anybody get hurt, but how this thing has been handled has been awkward because we've never seen a situation where everybody wants him to play and we're looking for people to blame, well, it's a back injury, first of all. And if you don't feel it, then you can't do it. The other thing is, well, he's just trying to play for the NBA. I, I talked to a person who has had a very good track record on drafting players, and he told me that he didn't think Porter is helping himself. They want to see him play against legitimate competition. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a risky one. If he runs out there against Kentucky on Friday, and the Kentucky players, oh, Mr. McDonald's All-American, who's in no shape, and the Kentucky can be a physical team, what if they push him around? Then all of a sudden his draft stock goes down. So is he smart enough to say, you know what, the money's going to be there. I'm going to come back. This team I'm playing with is going to be much better. We're going to be much better if I come back right. The money's going to be there. But, you know, you get other people, hey, if you don't make it now, you never make it. You know, it's a it's a tough situation. I commend Conzo Martin for working with what he has. You know, good coaches only worry about the players that just show up ready to play. You can't worry about something that's certainly out of his control. But it's, uh, I, I admire how they play with guts. Because there's some guys they never counted on playing this much. Right. Given some guys didn't even know about yeah, exactly. First off, most people weren't paying attention to Missouri basketball the last couple of years. And why should you? Absolutely. Yeah, so. And to see what they've done. When you say, because uh, I've, I've read there was a columnist, I think it was Sam Ellinger in the Kansas City Star, who wrote about the way that this has been handled with Porter in Missouri. It's such a weird spot because he's on Instagram a couple weeks, you know, after he the He teased everybody with right. this whole thing. And I think that that was... You know, we talk about social media. This is where social media gets everybody in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, with the uh, the innuendo and the hints and just, you know, some of the photos. Hey, look, this is too serious. This is, this is the livelihood of so many refs on what he's going to do. And I think it's unfair. I think, I think he's out of line for doing it. I mean, he can express himself any way he wants to. 
But one of the things that we all take into account, when you're dealing with coaches and people of that nature, we're talking about families, we're talking about future, we're talking about greater opportunities and, and revenue that comes in where mm -hmm. everything else can be done. And if you don't do it the right way, then I think you're doing everybody a disservice. Yeah. The team, despite having no Michael Porter Jr., uh, considering where they are and where they were this time last year, that's been something else. Uh, I believed, I bought in when Conzo Martin was hired. I wanted to hire him six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, how well do you know him and what do you think? Don't of? know him really that well. Yeah. Uh, he and I have crossed paths a couple of times. I know people who know him much better than me. They think a lot of him. I uh, respect how he's trying to get things done. I mean, he came in with a plan. Um, and he did it his way. And he really, there were some people who thought, well, this is how we've been doing it. We don't do it that way anymore. And I think he ranked up some people early on, but they didn't mess with him because he went out and got the best player right, in the country. Right, so right. He, yeah, he had some equity. Right. So, but, you know, it's funny, I was talking to someone last night who follows it closer to me and said that he's getting torched on some sites and callers and things of that nature. Kind of artists? Yeah. But he made the point, he said, you got to understand, you know, being a black coach in Mizzou has never gone over well, over well although this is the third one um, that they've had for basketball. It's still a situation where Kazo is doing it his way that didn't include the old guard and how old Mizzou has done things, and they feel like they're not part of the process, hence they're critical. You know, so one guy lost his job over it, and I think that it's one of those deals where you have to embrace it when you hire him. You say, hey, all right, man, here the keys. Go do what you got to right. do, but we'll see you in March in yeah. the tournament. Yeah, we got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, questions coming in fast and furious here on the Facebook Live. Love listening to Claves. A lot of people are happy to see you on here. Well, that's very nice of them. They all want carrot cake, too. <laughs> uh, if they get rid of Berglund, who plays the piano at center ice? Who cares? Zach <laughs> McDonnelly. There's a guy, you know, he just... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, guys, uh, Tim Bishop, when the captain is getting sat on and mushed with no retaliation, it's over, bro. That's from Tim Yeah, Bishop. he's right. What do you think of that? That was, I mean, like, if anything, like, the one moment typified what we've seen over the last three months. I was irate. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, what the? Somebody, somebody's got to do something. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, they don't play for each other. He's your captain. And you're going to let somebody just come out and just steamroll like a Zamboni. I mean, he's got to put his... Yeah, and, and you know, it just says a lot about the makeup of this team. You may not like the guy, but you're wearing the same jersey I'm wearing. He's taking liberties with you. And not one. And I don't care how many penalty minutes you have, go do something. Mm -hmm. and, if it, and if those guys on the ice didn't do it, guess what? They probably don't play anymore that day. I'm just going to play with short eventually. I thought it was an embarrassment. Yeah, that was something else. Uh, guys, can I use your media passage here in Florida for the Mizzou-Kentucky game on Friday? Are you willing to hand out your credential? I haven't or? applied for credential for something. <laughs> but you can go ahead and use my name. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, ask Paul Frank Cusimano. He He's very well connected. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got coming in here. They're coming in, they come in quick, and I gotta try and follow them on the right side of the page here. Uh, let me ask you this regarding the Cardinals. 
uh, we had John Mazalock on, and I said, you know, people are a little uh, irritated going into the year. And he goes, well, don't they, have they not been entertained? What, what about our track record? And I understand that, but if you're going to go track record, you also have to include the recent track record, yeah. and that's Trevor Rosenthal. You know what? That's probably not my first argument, uh, because you're right. If you want to use track record, there, you're right. There's two pages mm-hmm. there. And somebody brought that up yesterday about this template that they use to sign players early. And somebody said, it's interesting, that template that they use, there's only one guy out there on the field right now that's on that contract, yeah. and it was Colton Wong. Carpenter's back. We don't know about that. Uh, Piscotti's gone. Alan Craig is gone. Diaz is gone. So it, it sounds good on the surface, and I, I, and I understand its intention. But if you want to hang your hat on it, I don't know. I think it's good. Do the Cardinals do that a lot more than other organizations? No, I think there's some that, that circles certain it people. It seems like it happens. And I think it roots on this. 2004, they wind up signing Albert Pools like the greatest team-friendly yeah. deal mm-hmm. ever. No, they're not thinking all these guys are but, Pools. But guys don't take hometown discounts anymore. Yeah. There's a few that would do it. Like Paul DeYoung was a Midwest guy. I think he wanted to be close. Uh, where his family and everybody could be around. But, you know, then you have Tommy Pham, who, who is proud of the Cardinal organization because it's the only one he knows. <clears throat> and I think he would like to be part of this for the rest of his life, yeah. like most people do. But, you know, it's a business, and people value it differently. Last year, I'm curious about this. This is my own question here. Dexter Fowler comes to St. Louis, and... He gives what really is kind of an ABC answer to an obvious question that he was asked regarding how the immigration ban impacted his family, and he starts catching hell yeah. from a sector of the fan base. And if I'm not mistaken, you, him, Ozzy, I think, yeah, Tommy Fam, yeah, all went out. He, he seems like I don't know. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, right? yeah. And I feel like that might have made him a big. Gun shy because yeah. he hasn't been taken the field yet, and all of a sudden he's catching hell. It did. What's uh, your perspective on? You know, Cardinal fan. We haven't had many people of color play here in the last few years, and while they want to win like everybody else, I think because they may have a different view of things, we automatically put them in a different category, and that's unfor- unfortunate and unfair. Uh, I think he was taken by how abrupt people were because they weren't listening to what he was saying about it wasn't like I'm pro Ayatollah <laughs> he just said it was a family issue that his in-laws are dealing with that was it he was concerned and I think people took it the wrong way you know it was almost shut up and dribble basically and that wasn't the case there and, um, it was probably an eye opener you know we see that from time to time and I think it's unfortunate because I feel yeah, like he would be able to bring a lot to not just the team, but the community because he is a very intelligent man, number one, uh, because he said I had a bunch of people, you know, saying. This is a guy who had a chance to go to Ivy. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he just was kind of laughing about it. People think I'm dumb. I, I wonder why they think that, uh, being facetious, of course. <laughs> and then listed his options. What do you have? Dartmouth is an option, I think. Dartmouth and, and Princeton. Yeah. 
I didn't have those. I'll be real, be uh, real straightforward with you. They, they, they notified me. I wasn't even thinking about it, but they called me to remind me, don't try to your time. Exactly. And so ever since then, I'm like, here's a guy who I feel like could have been in the same realm as a face of a franchise. He had just signed a five-year deal. And I'm like, you know, he put up good numbers, especially with the injuries that he dealt with. I'm not real bullish on getting value for five years of it, but I hope they do. But now he's kind of fallen in the, in the in the background when I think he could have been a, a, an ambassador of sorts for the team to the St. Louis community. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it was an unfortunate step. And, and, and I think the other thing, most Cardinal fans are good people. But the small element that uses other cards that have nothing to do with performance on the field seem to be heard the loudest. And I think it puts a, a it paints a lot of things in the wrong light. And that's unfortunate why we give those so much attention. But I think it made him take a step back and say, well, hold on, what I, what I have myself in here. But he's moved on from it, you know, and, and we'll see how things unfold. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really care if you're winning. Right, that's the name of the game. Hey, there's Ryan Kelly. He's happy to see you. Hey, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. That's right, homeloanexpert.com. If the Cardinals don't make the playoffs for a third year in a row, is Mike Matheny on the hot seat? That's from Rob I think that uh, you have to look at why that would happen. Um, I think everybody's on the hot seat. You yeah, know, it's this a different, is, isn't it so different yeah, than what we've seen? I mean, you yeah. got to go back. I don't even know what you got to go back to, like 95? We haven't, we haven't been in this situation. Because when the Cardinals were kind of crappy in the late 1990s, we, we were distracted by we, home run. Yeah, we were distracted, and, and that kind of got everybody a mulligan, but we didn't have enough good players. So now, because we've been so used to, to getting in the postseason, you know, we don't have the tolerance to understand that sometimes it doesn't work. I think everybody's on the hot seat. It's not just Mike. I think that everybody understands the urgency to win. Um, but I think this is going to be a season where you're going to have to be patient. I don't envision them going, you know, 35-2 and two or anything like that in the beginning of the year. But – uh, we just have to be patient and see how things unfold. He's got a different staff. They teach differently. Everybody's trying to adjust to that. I think the accountability is going to be more important this year. Mm-hmm. I think guys were as accountable as they need to be. Who are the leaders? You're talking about leadership in the Blues <coughs> room. Who do you know. see as the leader? Yeah, that's... Because, you know, you have Yachty, obviously, and Adam. Two different guys. Right. Uh, I think... Tommy Pham has tried to take that on from what I've seen from a distance. Uh, and then you have a group of guys that are just trying to find a place to sit, where either they haven't been here that long or haven't produced enough uh, to really have a bigger voice. Uh, we don't have a lot of veterans. you know, So that's another issue that comes into play. So I think it's a work in progress. And you know what? If you want to be a leader, go out and do something. Mm-hmm. If you're a better leader when you're like, good at what you're doing compared to the 25th guy that doesn't play. He's normally the team funny man. You know? <laughs> and there's a place for it, but I think in this case, whoever leads by example, and that doesn't mean he's going to grab you in the car. Hey, I just went right. to before. You got to do this. It's not that. Right. But, you know, you, you're showing as a leader your commitment to the winning for the team. And once you show that commitment, then people have a tendency to gravitate to you to try and drink a little of that Kool-Aid themselves. It's interesting that you bring that up because when the Cardinals had what I think many people consider to be the best team that we've seen in the last 30 or so years, the 2004 team, Mm -hmm. I remember guys telling me, 
that the two leaders on the team were Woody Williams and Mike Matheny. And you're talking about a roster that was chock full of yeah, and it's because know, of the way that they. I, but you know what? That that team also had Reggie Sanders and, and and Larry Walker, who I thought I thought those two guys could sit in any corner of the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I think those are leaders that I like to have uh, because so they're not leading the clique; they're leading the they're, whole thing. Yeah, they're leading the whole you know? thing. Uh, I thought those guys were invaluable. And we miss guys like that. And so who are going to be those guys that can sit in any corner? Because clubhouses are so much more diverse now. You have uh, the college player. You have the white player. You have the Latin player. You have, well, one, two. We have two black players. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you have the guys who have been traded. You have the guys who come through the organization. There is such a diverse group. Uh, that you have to have guys who can put their finger on the pulse and know who's able to do what and who can stand with. Yeah. Uh, a couple questions coming in here from some former 590 The Fan people. Scotty Markham. Good man. Scotty Markham. Good man, Scotty. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, he, this is an important question on our show. You know our show tag is essentially the 60 Good minutes. Good question. Uh, I like the blue caps on the road. Yeah. The question being red caps yeah. and blue caps on yeah, the I road. I like the blue caps. I kind of dug in with Bill DeWitt III on this whole thing. I said, why did you make that change? Well, you know, here's what I love about Mr. DeWitt and Bill III. You know, Bill's got an art background. Bill III's got an art background. Bill's got a degree in history of being a steward of the game and knowing how a uniform should look. He loves those uniforms. And let me tell you something. And I always tell people the only reason why I watch the All-Star game is the introduction because there's nothing that stands out more than the birds on the back because they still embroider that uniform. Ah. They're one of the few teams that their logo is really, really. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's so electric. It's so sharp and clean. And, and and I'm a big guy on uniforms anyway, but I think that they want to always make sure that their uniform has a clean, sharp look to yeah. it. So I like the blue. I just see the red caps on the road with the gray jerseys, and I picture like the early 1990s. I picture bad years. Yes. Right. No, yes. you're right. And the blue caps, things are uh, going just fine. Esteban Yan. <laughs> Bud Smith. Uh, Iggy has chimed in. Best best 590 to fan moment, Marisek era. Best 590. So that would cover 98 to 2004. Iggy, that's a good question. We had more fun than we had misery. Um, I don't know if there was one thing in particular, because um, we had a good group of guys. We had a lot. Of what was the What was the lineup? It was Jennings and Rich and Dave Green in the morning. Frank was doing his midday thing. Who was? And then there was like a rotation of like a, like a baseball show. Right. Jack Snow had a yeah. show. Albert Andy yeah. Van Slyke specialty show. Fairways and Greens. Yeah. And then it was you and Ramp. Yeah. Am I right? And yeah. the captain is the Colonel Rick Wallace. Rick Wallace, yes. yes. Well, he was Colonel. You know why? Why was he Colonel? So here's the reason why he <laughs> became Colonel Rick Wallace. <laughs> Cam West used to have a guy named Sergeant Don, Officer Don Miller. And then they, there was somebody that was a sergeant. So I said, the hell with this. Let's give him a battlefield commission to make him a colonel. <laughs> and that's how I'm serious. That's why we did That's all I did. That's all we did. I was wondering. Like, so he's like, Colonel oh, Rick Wallace. You know, Rick, I met Rick. He doesn't sergeant, seem like a guy who's serving Sergeant <laughs> Don Miller or something. And I was like, the hell with a sergeant. I mean, sergeants are the backbone of any military. Yeah. But I said, let's make him a colonel. 
And that way, you don't get messed with. <laughs> so that's how. He and he was simply up. the guy who did the traffic and sports. And Rick there. Wallace is one of the most talented, versatile radio people I've ever worked. With. I love the way you guys interact. Just, with him. just that would entertain. He's so funny. He was part of the first. He was almost when we first started KSP. Our first all sports radio was Rammer, Rick Wallace, and myself. I don't know how I got up there early in the morning to do morning drive. Oh, you were doing morning. That's when we started. What it time were you doing first? What time was it? Six to nine. Ooh, wow, that's legit. Yeah, that's I like real morning up, drive. Like, we used to get up. We, we were so excited. We'd get up at like three thirty, four o'clock. Oh in the my morning. god! And at the end, it was like five forty-five. Let me see what else we got here. I'll go to two more because Claves and I have a very important tea time we need to get to here. We gotta eat. Yeah, and that's another thing we need. I got, I got, I got, I got the golf and I got the meal. That's taken care. We go. Most dough you've seen Jordan wager on one hole, Tim Bishop. I'm anxious to hear the answer to this one. I think it was a grand. Was it against like Vince Coleman? No, it was this buddy of his out of Indianapolis. So they went, he said, all right, let's put a grand on it. That was the most, I've heard there's been more wager, but that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure Vince can tell you about some stuff. I don't know how much they bet he and Vince. Vince pretty good player. Vince lives out there. No, he's in San Diego, but there's but well, maybe he may be moving back here. It's they Jordan. played here during the fantasy camp when Vince was here. For oh, the really? Camp. Yeah. And Jordan, is it true he's building his own place? Yes, that's, that's, that's a that's true thing. That's what I've been told. I have not. I think Vince told me that that he was doing it because he had done it before. He was he had the plans and everything. Uh, and it was funny because he was playing the uh, Bears, Bears Club, right? And some people were, it was, it was some people, some old biddies were two people <laughs> in front of him. And they were so slow, he just said, I'm done. And the person who was in the car in front of him that day was Mike Shannon playing. So he rode up and realized it wasn't Mike who was, was the problem. It was these old biddies in front of him. And he pull off and call a guy. And there was some property up in Hope Sound, I believe, he was going to build on. Oh, and I know he had an option on it. Then he walked away from it. But somebody told me that he's rekindled that, and it will be an invitation-only membership. Wow. Yeah. How about that? I think he's going to time you. Yeah, because Chuck's kind of on the same plan. Yeah. I, I had Walter behind me one day about a few months ago, and he was screaming at me. I, hate, much I can't the, take it. Man. Much of the round. Yeah, I can't take slow dog. How many practice swings you need, dirtbag? That's what that's what we had <laughs> going on. I love playing with Jay <laughs> But uh, to Kenny's question, I, I can't think of many bad. I mean, many. I mean, I just thought we had a lot of fun because mm-hmm. we had all grown up through the previous administrations of of KSP and KFNS and all of its ownerships. We all kind of had a better idea of what we needed to do, what we, what we thought would work. I, I thought that was what was important were all the guys who worked behind the scenes, the producers and the board ops who've gone on to do other things, right. whether it's uh, Fish or, or Eli Savoy, yeah. guys that yeah, do a nice job, Scotty Markham, Baby Cadillac, uh, Hall Snooper. How about him? The station. So, I mean, there's so many people that I thought really matured through that process. Uh, 
but I couldn't put my finger on one particular one. It was a good time. It yeah, was fun. Man. It really was so fun. It's legitimately yeah. fun. Well, uh, thank you so much for sitting in on the Facebook Live with the good people. There's a Captain Don Miller. That's, <laughs> that's, we, that's why we are right here. That's the nice thing about yeah. doing this these days. The answers just pop up on your Facebook feed. Uh, thank you to Design Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring our Facebook Lives live from spring training or online at designairservice.com. They're the number one train dealer in the Midwest, so if and when the time comes you need a new air conditioning or you need to get your air conditioning service, make sure you go online at designairservice.com. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. Give me an estimate and let them tell you what could possibly happen because there's nothing worse than when your air goes out and you got nowhere to go and you knew you should have done something about it. And maybe put you on a maintenance plan where you you can because when these things go south, man, you you got problems. You got major oh, problems. Man. So go to designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. For Mike Claiborne, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been live from Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad free for only three ninety nine per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.